Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sizes, in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, along the prices that make for good bets, is in the predictive mathematical model I have built known as Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Friday, August 11th, 2023. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations of community rules. If you're interested in more than what we offer here, going to cover three games today. Got you covered with the A-plus play of the day. Didn't get the winner yesterday, but I think now uh, eight and two in the month of August here. Uh, been rolling all season along, continues to do so in August. Got you covered for that at Black Book Sports. Or if you want that and all the picks, all the plays, all the information, all the first fives, totals, etc. Got all that covered for you on Dub Club, that link's in the show description. It costs that's under a dollar per day. You will make it back, I promise you. Uh, you also get exclusive access to our Discord chat, which is a lot of fun over there as well. But as always, remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It's not trying to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides, but other prices where any side should be played. This is the probabilistic thinking that is going to be key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There are ups and downs, but it balances out in the long run. You just don't know what's going to happen on any individual game before it does. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So the long run profitability has been proven winning every single day. It's an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, I feel like I have to figuratively tip my cap to you. Uh, not literally because I have a headset on. Um, yeah. But figuratively speaking, uh, you know, you told the people, you said, Red Sox, let's take the run line. In a game that had two runs, it was the lowest possible way the Red yeah. Sox could win the run line. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this all the time with Finaway, that it's just a weird park, that the park factor is high because you'll end up with games where both teams score double digits, but then you'll end up with games like last night. Yeah. It's just a weird situation. Um, expected more runs. Always expect more runs if in a way, but still got the run line winner there. And and you hinted to people, and if you're with us on Dub Club, you know exactly what we're talking about. You probably did either way, that mm -hmm. the Dodgers run line you thought was a little bit scarier because it was supposed to be a low-score game, and it was, and that <laughs> one did not come through uh, on the run line. Uh, just tip of the cap to you, sir. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, something about blind squirrels, uh, I, I feel like, is, is the accurate saying there. You know, you act modest, but I think the people who watch long enough, I don't think I don't think they would agree with that statement. Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, there are certain facts. I mean, laying a run and a half in a game where the total is like seven point four. I mean, this is not the smartest thing to do. But <laughs> yeah, I I I digress. Uh, Pirates getting us the outright winner yesterday afternoon, and I made the comment, you know, hey, maybe dabble it a little <laughs> bit on the money line. Uh, that worked out really well for us. If you played it safe and took the plus one and a half, you still had plus odds there, and that's the yep. key that we keep talking about. Value in the long run is what you should be after. Um, sometimes picks are going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but in the long run, it's all about the price. And I think that Pirates game yesterday was a great example that the price was too high. It didn't mean the Pirates would win yesterday or would cover the run yesterday. It just means in the long run, that was a smart pick. It turned out to, to work well for us. We got the Astros under, barely held on to that one in a game that looked like a dead under the entire time, but held on. Uh, yeah. Yesterday yeah. was 3-0 uh, and on the show picks. Uh, 
holding your breath for a lot of it, especially with the first few innings of the Pirates game too. Uh, and even got an easy winner with the total of the day. That is 4-0 this week. They've been rocking as well. Those are for free over on TikTok and Instagram. Because uh, I heard a lot of good things about yesterday. Yeah, it was it was a very, very good day. And, and again, some of them uh, closer than they had to be, like maybe the Astros under and then you know, I, I thought for sweaty sure. at the end. Yeah, and then for sure I thought there was going to be some way the Red Sox were going to yeah. win that game like 2-1 to one or, yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, it definitely holding our breath at, at times. Yeah. Yesterday. But, yeah, it ended up being a really good day. Yeah, only, only down for yesterday to play the day loss. But, again, that's been really good, uh, you yeah. know, all season and all August that happens. And when you get to all the other winners, you kind of offset that, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, we've got a good Friday slate for you here. But before we get to it, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the MLB, college basketball, college football, or coming this fall NFL content. This channel provides, you can see how the picks, I scale them in the Google sheet. Again, I'm always looking at adding up to a certain unit amount. It's got season results, all sorts of other goodies. Uh, but as always, with scaling with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. We're going to start off here at 7.05 p.m. Back to the Pirates, who were so good to us yesterday. A nice night in Pittsburgh, around 80 degrees to start, mid-70s to close. Winds will be... A little bit out, a little bit in, a little bit all over the place. Only at five miles an hour, not going to affect things too much. Andrew Abbott, who's been fantastic, but my goodness, the underlying metrics are just waiting for his downfall. 293 ERA, but the FIP, XFIP, et cetera, all more like the mid-fours. Johan Oviedo for the Pirates. Model thinks is about the same type of pitcher, even though his ERA is a full run higher. His underlying metrics look very similar to Abbott's. Uh, so according to sideline, very similar matchup on the pitchers. The Reds, because Jared, the Reds have been the most confusing team to me all season. They, they're they bad, and then they're good, and then they're bad, and they're good, and yeah. I don't know what they're doing ever. Maybe there's a Reds fan who's figured them out. Personally, I have not figured them out. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be in the Pirates on this one at plus 107. You know, all about the price here at plus odds. Current price is even money as of this morning, uh, so we locked this in at about $0.07 cents cheaper here the night before, again, on Dub Club, giving that information out. Model says the Pirates have a 54% chance of winning. Basically, a coin toss game giving the Pirates the edge because of the home field. That's what sideline says when you look at this i kind of have to agree maybe maybe abbott's a little bit better pitcher but the pirates bullpen's a little bit better offenses both questionable pirates offense improving getting a little healthier getting some of the young guys up reds offense we thought was a little bit better but has definitely had some struggles really who the heck knows to me this is about the plus 107 a grade threshold is even money it is even money so right now you're getting barely in at the a grade last time we locked this in it was a pretty easy a grade uh Kessinger, why did you like this one uh as one of your favorite picks of the day well, I, so I agree. This feels like a 50-50 game. Just, and I think what you, your comments about the Reds kind of reinforce that. Just, what do you really know? You know, you don't really know what you're going to get night tonight with with the Reds. And so this felt like a 50-50 game to me. Getting plus odds felt good. But also, as much as I like to come on here and give statistics about like how you shouldn't lay a run and a half in a game where the total is 7.4, but also uh, sometimes I just like to say. The Pirates have been good to us. They took three mm -hmm. out of four if you were playing the, the run line or, you know, two out of four playing straight up uh, against the Braves. And so it just seems like, man, that I think that can continue against the Reds. I think the Pirates are hot right now. So let's just kind of play the hot hand while while they're playing well. I mean, again, toss-up game plus 107, sign, sign me up. Yeah, and then, you know, two out of four on the money line there, big plus odds. So if you played them on the money line, even though you only went two and two, you made a lot of money on the run line. Uh, three out of four, you made a lot of money. So you, you did really well against uh, 
you know, a really good Braves team. Uh, total in this game is set at nine. Model says nine. So uh, Model says spot on. So is there any direction you would lean off of that based off of uh, pitchers, offenses, anything like that? Or is it just like, I have no idea and I don't want to say anything? No, I think this goes back to uh, what we just said about the Reds. What's their offense going to do night to night? And like when you're when you're playing in Cincinnati in the summer, you're like, oh, that's great. Well, uh, that that's not the, the case here. And so I don't really just have like a default. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. go yeah. go over. Pittsburgh doesn't play the same. So no, no feeling one way or the other here. Yeah, uh, looking at the ratings here, if I had to lean one way or the other, my thought personally would be under. I, I I think both pitchers are decent. I'm just not sold on either offense. So. Uh, I, I kind of think this is shade high, but the model says nine. So I hate going against them, you know, yeah. saying something that the model doesn't really agree with. But if I had to play it, I probably would go under. But uh, yeah, it's not really obviously the strongest edge here, though. Pirates, pretty smart investment to kick off your Friday night. 8 10 p.m. Eastern, Angels at the Astros. Uh, I, I saw the graphic uh, watching this game yesterday, Reed Depper's pitching, and my, my, my dad and I watched. I was like, "Oh, love me, love me a good lefty against the Astros." Uh, that's obviously something we we've talked a lot about. The Astros' offense really good, even better against lefties. Two lefties in the lineup that can really hit lefties very, very well, and the rest are just all righties uh, at this point. And that bodes well against lefties. They've done well against lefties all season, seems like, and they project to do extremely well. One of the better offenses against lefties in baseball. Uh, Angels' offense at this point still not completely healthy. Um, you still got a couple guys out. Of course, obviously the big one being Trout rates just above average. Obviously, this Angels bullpen, even with a couple of additions at the deadline, it still rates really bad. Astros bullpen, I cannot believe this. Astros bullpen now rates below league average. Mm, that seem that blows my mind. Yeah, I, it's it's mostly the same guys. And uh, my, you know, my dad and Astros fans, we talked about this a lot. It's crazy because we, we've come to expect such good things from the Astros bullpen. Uh yeah, a little bit overuse, a little bit, who knows, a little bit of just bad variance, bad luck, bad, whatever it is, overwork, who knows. But, I mean, they have not been that good. But it gets, <laughs> compared to the Angels, at least, it's it's better. Uh, Justin Verlander making his uh, home re-debut uh, mm-hmm. for the Astros. Pitched really well lately. Underlying metrics for, for Verlander, a little bit concerning this year. He has not struck out guys quite like he has in the past. That high fastball that gets strikeouts was getting hit around early in the season. Uh He's lowered his location on that, brought it down a little bit more in the zone uh, here in his last, you know, 10-ish starts. And that's what's gotten him more outs because guys are grounding out. Uh, So he's kind of lost a little bit of that strikeout, but he's kind of been crafty enough to continue to get out. So that's something that I think is interesting to keep an eye on. We don't really know. Small sample size, is this luck? Is this the end of it for Verlander? Uh, or is he, oh, I mean, not is he a smart pitcher? I, we know he's a smart pitcher. Is he using his intelligence, adjusting his fastball, and going to continue to get outs, even though he won't have quite the same strikeout stru- stuff as he gets older? Uh, I think it's very possible, uh, for sure, on that. We just don't know uh, exactly. Again, we always try to talk about what's real, what's not. It, it, it's an interesting question. He's looked good. Can that continue? Um Reed Detmers, not a bad pitcher, better than his 478 ERA, but the Ashes against the lefty uh, set to score some runs. Cousin Jared, we're going to go over eight and a half. Model projects 9.2. I'm shocked this isn't at nine. I'd probably still play it at nine, honestly. I love me the Astros offense yep. against a lefty. Uh, Verlander's probably going to give up a few runs, uh, even though he's pitched a lot better. I, I don't think he's probably going to get rocked, but he should give up a few runs. The Astros bullpen, we talk about somehow below average. The Angels bullpen is always fun to go over against. Yep. Uh, yep. Cousin Jared, over eight and a half. Roof definitely closed as it's summer in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what do you think? 
Yeah, so uh, you talked about the Astros against the lefty. I want to focus on the pitchers. So Justin Verlander, he is still very good. Um, not quite as good as he has been in the past, though. And so uh, the, the thing that I would say there is I feel like his first stint with the Astros, how many times did we see him go six or seven innings and he would give up like three hits, but two of them were solo home runs. Yeah. And he just like he, he just always seemed to like find a way to give up runs, even when he was pitching really, really well, just a, a couple of runs. I think he's a little bit worse than that. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes, you know, five or six and he gives up three runs here. Anyway, where I'm going with this is I'm not exactly expecting a lights out performance from Justin Berlander, a good start, a quality start maybe, but not just a lights out start. Yeah. Reed Detmers, on the other hand, I would caution everybody because like about mid June, I was looking at Reed Detmers underlying stats and I was like, this guy's been pitching better than what his underlying stats, or he's been pitching worse than his underlying stats have been. He's going to come back down to earth. He's going to, you know, regress back towards the mean. He's going to do better. And at some point, you just have to be like, <laughs> even though the underlying stats are saying one thing, like he may just not have something's not clicking this year. And so, um, yeah, what I what I would say is that you know, his his underlying stats just are portraying something that I don't think is accurate. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like the inverse uh, Gonsolin from mm -hmm. like uh, last year where his underlying stats may be saying one thing, but the reality is he just doesn't do great uh, this year. So, and then you already talked about how the Astros do against lefty. So sure. Sign me up for the over eight and a half. I think both of these starting pitchers are just a little bit overvalued. And then I think the Astros are just going to put up some runs. You talk about Deadmers, uh, you know, struggling to meet his underlying metrics. Another great example of that's the guy the Astros did yesterday, Hunter Brown, mm -hmm. a guy whose underlying metrics are much better than the results. But yesterday, another rough outing, even had Dusty, you know, not started mm -hmm. him for the seventh inning, which he shouldn't have. Six innings, three runs isn't great. I guess a good Orioles offense, maybe it's not yep. terrible, but it's not ideal. And then he started the seventh and things got even worse for him. And so right. sometimes that happens. We never know. Again, you never know what's real on some of these things. It's it's very difficult to identify. I'm not trying, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. We're gonna talk, we're giving to y'all is like sometimes with these with these situations, it's not exactly clear. So that's why I have a model to try to help make sense of it. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, these guys just continue. They just something with the catcher, something with uh, the pitch sequencing, something with who, who really knows what's going on. And, and if a guy like that, you know, continues to struggle against uh, a really good Astros offense, then it, it could be very similar to what the Orioles did yesterday against Hunter Brown where they were able to put up five runs off of him. And that thankfully we still got the under partially because it was at nine and a half. And I think that's the biggest difference is that yesterday we had the under at nine and a half this today. We've got the over at eight and a half, which makes that, uh, you know, nine being the most common outcome in baseball, uh, especially with the, with the, with the less dead ball. And we saw it yesterday land at nine. This one can land right at nine too. Uh, so big difference on the, on the right or wrong side of nine here. So over eight and a half here is the official pick. We're going to talk about the side real quick. Model says Astros have a 68% chance to win. The correct price should be minus 211. The current price is minus 195. That would just eke into a B grade pick. Uh, Cousin Jared, uh, this was minus 186 last night. So it was about a dime cheaper, um, almost to an A grade. I was looking at that long and hard. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, what's your thought on the side here? Is, is it just a little bit too high of a price, a little bit too conservative with Furlander, too many eggs in one basket? Like, 
it feels like the Astros are a good side here with a, the better pitcher at home, better offense, better yeah. bullpen against the lefty. Uh, everything adds up to that. Is it just a little too have a price? What's your thought on the side? I definitely lean the Astros in this game for sure. I think a B grade is is fine. of Of all of the B grades that you know we we have right now, this is definitely my favorite. That's the way I would put it. So in your parlance, I would say this is a B plus in my book or a B plus plus. Even though the numbers might just say it's a B grade, I would get definitely give it like a B plus B plus plus if, if you're looking yeah. to deviate from the A grades a little bit. All right, uh, that brings us to. The pitcher prop of the day, we're going to go with Reed Detmer under 16 and a half outs. We've already kind of covered it here. Ashes at lefties. Well, you can see on outlier.bet, Detmer's uh, has not gotten past the fifth inning in his last three starts. He had a nice little stretch story. He was pitching better, but you can see here for the most part, uh, you know, a lot of times he's just going five innings, a handful of times over, a handful of times under, but uh, has not gotten past. Uh, he's never, he's not this season yet gotten exactly 16 outs. So 11 of the 12 outings, he's gotten outs into uh, the sixth inning against a good Astros offense that hits lefties well. It just doesn't seem like it's set up for him to have a lot of success here. Because, Jared, we've already talked a lot about Detmers. Is there anything else you want to add? And I, I would say you see like a handful of starts there, at least a few starts there with 17 outs, 18 outs. I think that how good the Astros are against a lefty is probably the difference in him going something like 17 or 18 outs versus going under this 16 and a half number. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this prop. This is one of my favorite ones that we've had since I've, I've been on here with these props. This is definitely one of my favorites. Of note, the Angels did not play yesterday. Bullpen shaky, but fully healthy, fully rested yeah. uh, at this point. Uh, that matters. And it, it's very similar to what we had two days ago. We just missed Chris Flexen under three and a half Ks. Kind of nailed the idea. It's just the Flexen had first of the lineup just pitched insanely well, you know, kind of. Uh, shockingly. And then after that, everything played exactly like we thought. I think he only had one more strikeout after that, uh, got ran early. Uh, Rockies went to the pen early. So everything kind of played out right. It just, we didn't get that prop, but that's sometimes just how it plays out where he kind of just overperformed a little bit and that kind of cost us. But the read was right, especially with regards to early bullpen, not going to go a lot of innings, uh, but just missed that K prop. But the same kind of thing here, the fact that you got Ashes against a lefty, fresh bullpen. It's not to say that he can't go six innings, but he's going to have to pitch really well. Otherwise, it feels like a five-inning type start, maybe even earlier, depending on exactly if this Astros offense gets rolling. Astros offense fully healthy again. That really matters. When they had Altuve and Jordan out, their offensive rating was below league average. At this point now, it's top five. I mean, those two guys make a big difference. You saw it yesterday, even though the Astros lost uh, Altuve, I think, with four hits. Uh, you, you know, We've obviously seen Tucker here have a great series against Baltimore, but you saw that offense fully healthy, what they did at the best team in the American League um, against an Angels team that's not quite as good pitching-wise uh, should lead to some good things, and that leads this to being a pretty strong play. If you are looking to see all of the metrics, analytics, plus expected value plays, etc., outlier.bet slash professor is the place to go. Get you a seven-day free trial to check out all their goodies. Uh Link in the show description if you're interested. And, of course, also if you aren't playing Daily Fantasy yet, Thrive Fantasy uh, can get you some free sign-up money. New users get a 100% instant 
first deposit match $250 using the promo code sides or again the link in the show description. Uh, Cousin Jared, that will take us to our last game of the day, the late one here, Rockies, the Dodgers, 10-10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, not quite as much of a mismatch as yesterday with Clayton Kershaw coming back, looking as good as as always, it mm-hmm. seems like for him. Lance Lynn tonight, not as bad as that 6-11 ERA for Lynn. I caution you on that one. The underlying metric suggests his ERA should be around four. Um is there a chance that he pitches better, just looks better because he's with a more competent organization? Absolutely, that's possible. Could it be that he just, the bad luck, finishes up and balances back out? Absolutely. Could it be he is a little more excited to pitch for a winner? A lot of things are on the table, but I, I think there's a lot of things to expect Lynn to do better uh, here with his Dodgers sent the White Sox. Uh, early on, I kind of think we've already seen that a little bit. Uh, Austin Gomber uh, for the Rockies. You know, not a bad pitcher by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, uh, you know, average to below average. And when you're going up against a Dodgers offense, <laughs> you know, yep. that tends to lead to bad things. It didn't quite yesterday. The Dodgers only got two runs. That's going to happen on occasion. But for the most part, the Dodgers offense, you don't expect to hold them down uh, all the time. This Rockies offense is putrid. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. We're going to be the Dodgers at minus one implied uh, odds of this is minus 235. So maybe you just decide to take the run line instead uh, because these odds are just so high. But the model says the Dodgers win this 82% of the time. Um, you know, about four to five times correct price should be more like minus 455 on the money line. Current price is minus 300. Because, Jerry, we always talk, we're going to take some dogs. We talked about the Pirates, uh, you know, today and yesterday. And, and we've taken the A's a few times and, and profit off of them, especially in that middle of the season part where they were winning a handful of games. We took some massive plus odds. We're going to take some dogs. We're going to take some favorites. It's all about the value, no matter where it is. Uh, I know there's going to be some people who, who balk at big odds, but again, value is value. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's minus or plus. The biggest thing about this is, is the scaling. And that's where, again, I really personally like this. Have your bet add up to a certain amount because that way you aren't quite as exposed here on this to win one unit thing. Because if you, if you go to win one unit, you may risk a ton uh, on this. So maybe uh, to win a little bit less on this. And the same thing with the dogs, right? You know, bet a little bit less than, than you normally would because you're going to get it back on the plus side. And that's where the adding up to two units, three units, whatever, based off your confidence level, I think it is really strong. But whether you're playing this on the money line or the run line, I think it's a strong pick. Um, It's not a strong pick in the first five. So that's one thing to note. Part of the reason the advantage happens here is that the Rockies bullpen below average, one of those over the full nine innings, whether it's early or late, the Dodgers should come through. And that's what we saw last night. The Dodgers actually lost the first five. So I, I definitely... Don't think I'd be playing the Dodgers in the first five. I want the full nine innings because whether it's Gomber or the bullpen, somebody's going to give up some runs. You have to imagine this really good Dodgers offense. Last night, it happened to be the bullpen. Tonight, it might be the starter. I don't really know, right? I can't predict this whole crystal ball. Uh, but the first five, um, much less of a strong play, in my opinion, in the full game, again, whether it's full game, running line, full game, run line. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? Lance, Lance Lynn. Uh, so I'm going to continue a theme that we've talked about the the few times I've been on the show this week. Lance Lynn, uh, of all of the things that have gone wrong for him this season, one thing that he's still been really good at is, is striking people out. And so I, I feel like I feel like he's due for some positive regression there. He's going to improve just because he was missing so many bats. The balls have gone in play. He's been really hurt by this year. Um, the other thing is, is you're going to play the Rockies. 
who are uh, not good offensively and they're not playing in course and, and so and, got, and gotten worse with trading away some of their better hitters yeah yeah and so i feel like this is just a spot where if there's you got a guy who can miss a lot of bats you got the rockies offense it seems to be a really good combination uh in my mind for for the dodgers and, and that's that's really about it you mentioned that maybe um, Lynn has some more motivations or whatever. Like I'm not here to pass judgment on somebody, but like just knowing what I know about Lance Lynn seems like the type of guy that might be more motivated if he's playing for a winner. than if he's, if he's playing for a loser, I mean, I want to see him get angry and, and, and curse and yell at the ball and yell at the batter and, and everything else. So if we're seeing more of that, he's probably going to have a good outing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, to add insult to injury or injury to insult, I guess, for the Rockies, of course, uh, Blackman having a solid season for the most part uh, was pretty solid last year, even though he's getting older. People were kind of thinking he would have a downfall, but still pretty respectable uh, on the injured list. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant also on the injured list. I do believe that Bryant is probably coming back sooner. Uh, you know, Blackman, I think, had a little bit of a setback here. So, um, you know, some point these guys are going to come back and help but you got those two guys out traded Gritchick and crone uh might have traded a, even a, another guy i can't even remember at this point you know it, not good things for this rockies offense and like you said that that bodes well there's just a lot of things pointing in the right direction for lynn to have a good start i did look at his pitcher prop uh as well to see if we wanted to back him his strikeout prop number is eight and a half a number he hasn't even quite got to very many times i'm just going to show you how weak this rockies offense is so if you want to dabble on that great it's it's not my favorite of the day uh but we're expecting him to to have a good outing one way or the other and like I said, there's just a lot of ways to get there whether it's partially the rockies partially you know home start and you know um you know, better pitching coach, better catcher, better team, more motivation, just the bad luck. Some of that again was just bad luck. And we don't want to try to blame too many things about it's not like, it's not like he didn't care about, but you know, whatever, we're not, I don't know if he did or not, right? We have no idea. It's not trying to say necessarily that it's just sometimes there's bad luck. It's just a lot of ways that we can have a better outing uh, and just don't expect much here from the Rockies total in this game, uh, almost just like the first one. Projection is 8.9. <laughs> Actual total is nine. Cousin Jared, uh, I, on the first game, I said, here's how I would play it if I had to. Personally, on this one, I have nowhere to go on this total because part of me is like, the Dodgers could get nine by themselves. But part of me is like, if they don't, the Rockies might not score. They might score one run. So, I mean, I feel like Rockies totally are so hard to pick. Their pitching actually isn't terrible relative to what it's been in the past. Their bullpen below average, but not completely putrid right you know Gomer's yeah. not terrible um so they i mean they're decent pitching relatively it's just the offense is so bad especially away from uh from course but you just always with the dodgers it's always scary to play their under so i don't know if you have any bit of a lean uh unlike i do on this one yeah i i i would lean under but just that a lean nothing that i feel super confident about all right, so we've got like the weakest of leans here uh, on the under in uh, the the first game we talked about and this game uh, between the two of us, but nothing really strong. But the, the total good total play there, of course, is the uh, the Angels and Astros game, and of course, uh, we'll, we'll get another total of the day over on TikTok and Instagram. That will be my favorite total of the day. So uh, if if you if you like the totals, of course, make sure you're over there. Uh, that's all we've got for today's show, cousin Jared. Uh, any parting words for people's weekends? Justin Wilcox really looks dumb now that he didn't take the Oregon jump. Mm-hmm. And Oregon's mm-hmm. going to the Big Ten, and Cal is has roadblocks to getting into the ACC. I don't know. I just, I, yeah. I mean, literally, like a lot of roadblocks between California and the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Um, 
I was wondering how long it would take you to mention that again. So uh, I don't know what the exact, but the, the bet is hit now. So if you, if you had the over under, I guess you, you, you either you either cash or not. Uh, I was I was with everything happening. I, I was just thinking Kessinger Jared's gonna gonna harp on that again now. But uh, one of those teams is landing in the Big Ten. Although uh, you know, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we'll talk about all the stuff in the college ball show. But I do. I we're getting into the Big Ten, but also uh, feels like they're going to be a little bit hamstrung uh going forward uh and and maybe a little bit less hamstrung i think they can probably survive a little better because uh they've got you know nike daddy down the road who who can who who can maybe help bridge some of that gap i mean obviously not all of it i don't think he's gonna kick in an extra but he might he heck he might kick in 20 million a year and just whatever who cares yeah um washington's the one i'd be a little bit more worried about with the half sure they feels like that's gonna be and they had to do it i get it but that just Mm -hmm. does feels a little bit concerning yeah. for them five to 10 years or whatever, the gap there financially that I don't know. I'm sure they've got some rich benefactor, but they're going to really need those guys to step up because that half yeah. share for them puts them at a weird spot that I, you don't typically see. Um, yeah. You see it on occasion, but of late, it hasn't been that way, right? All the guys going to the big 12 now, full shares, Texas, Oklahoma yeah. go to SEC, full shares, USC, UCLA go to the big 10, full. Everything's been full shares as of late here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except for those two. So I think it's interesting to, uh, to talk about so uh, we, we'll have a cultural episode in a little over one week for week zero so it's coming wow. uh, we'll talk about all these things and uh yeah. and more i'm sure otherwise uh everyone hopefully you're having a uh gonna have a good friday here good weekend uh we thank you for tuning in to this episode of picture with the professor make sure you're subscribed that way you don't miss any of the content uh that we provide here except right into your feeds um but otherwise we'll see you back on monday with more baseball betting content but until then as always best of luck and remember can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.